Welcome on back to another week of points and doinks. Another Tylerless week, unfortunately. Our good buddy, our good friend, my brother, and your all close friend, Tyler, is in Disneyland this week. So he's not going to be able to make it again today. But as always, cheese is here. Cheese, my good friend. How are you doing, pal? Doing just fine, Travis. We had the Curveballs and Chair Shots Bowl this past weekend. Me against Dominic and your boy came out on top. I cannot remember what happened last year, but at least I didn't lose to Dominic by 0.1 point like Tyler did last year. So positives. That's good. That's good. I went 0-2. So 0-2 week one, then 2-0 week two, 0-2 week three. So hopefully the trend continues this week at least. And I can go 2-0 this week, and then we'll break it the week after and go 2-0 again. But it was a rough it was a rough fantasy weekend for me. I mean, I started off with last Thursday getting hurt with Christian McCaffrey in one of my leagues, and then it was just, you know, downhill from there. Yeah, I uh, had an okay fantasy week in terms of points being put up. But, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of the fantasy superstars that kind of carried people for the last three weeks didn't exactly produce, but there were some unsung heroes that happened, and we're going to talk about them. And we also have questions, I've been told. Lots of questions, lots of questions. So we got NFL Week 4. This is our Week 4 show, everybody. We're going to start with the questions here. The first one comes in audio form. So, Cheese, hopefully you can hear this. Otherwise, we're going to have to just skip it. Huh. Yo, yo, yo. I got a good question. I'm driving, but so tight ends. I mean, this is my third year playing Was a little low, but I, but uh, was a little low, but I would assume I heard it. The rest of the people out there would heard it. So he asked okay. about tight ends. He wanted to know, you know, pretty much something we've talked about this entire podcast. And that question comes from Renee from where the heck is he from? That's a bad shout bad out hosting Renee. job from Marita, Marita, California. I'm assuming Johnny Roca usually puts a state if it comes from out of state. So Marita, California, Renee. So that's where he go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Chiefs. No, I mean, it's something we've kind of talked about all the time. We're here week four. Pretty much everybody, all the tight ends we said we're going to be good tight ends have produced. Kittle finally kind of broke out in week three. So, you know, we're kind of where we were. And he, and he asked, you know, if you have one of those later, if you have, you know, a shitty tight end, let's say, do you sacrifice and trade to get one of them? And it just all depends on what you have. If you're sitting here, you know, three and oh, two and one, you have, a good plethora of like a deep bench. You were able to hit on, you know, Jamar chase and maybe some of the later end wide receivers. Maybe you can package that up and go and get someone who has, you know, a disappointment who has like Robert Woods, someone who had Robert Woods, but also has like Kittle or Mark Andrews or Kelsey try to see if they're desperate enough to, you know, trade away their star piece because they're so desperate to get some wide receiver depth. So 
And, but for me personally, who has Kelsey and has had Kelsey the past two years, I understand how valuable he is. It just all comes down to what is someone willing to trade for. So I would always say I'm the guy who says, go get your tight ends, go get those guys. But I just don't know if you can be able to swindle those people out of them. Yeah. And if you're not able to go out and I mean, let's say you didn't draft one of those top guys, you're really pushing right now because you didn't get a great tight end and you're kind of and you're not able to trade because you don't have that much depth for whatever reason that may be. Or maybe your league is stingy. um, What you're going to want to look for is you're going to want to look for waiver wire ads pickups, all that stuff. So you're looking at a couple of things. One, you can look up and see what uh, teams give up, how many touchdowns to a certain tight end position, how many yardage. That's all information you can find. You can do that, and you can basically follow those teams. Let's say you mark down the five worst, and from a week-to-week basis, you can try and stream a different opposing tight end who's playing that team, or – you can look at a team who maybe their wide receiver two or wide receiver three has gotten injured and they don't have that much depth in the wide receiver position. So you see the tight end getting more looks instead. That takes a little bit of knowledge of the roster, but that's something you could do. Um, one of the guys I was looking at this week was uh, Minnesota Vikings tight end Tyler. Oh, I have it written down here. Where's the Vikings on my sheet? Um, fuck right there. Tyler Conklin. Uh, I, I went and I streamed him in one of my leagues because last week he scored his first touchdown. Um, he's got a good matchup there. He's playing the Browns. The Browns don't do that great of a job covering the tight ends. They like to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback from the end. So those guys don't drop back into coverage. So I'm expecting him like, Hey, you know what? He's got one tie. He's got one touchdown last week. Maybe he'll catch fire here. That's kind of the idea I'm getting. Those are different things I look at when trying to stream tight ends. Yeah. And someone who uh, popped off this week was Dalton Schultz tight end for the Cowboys. I don't expect that to be the same thing. I see that more of the Philly defense, not trying to get beat over the top and they were just allowing, you know, the runs and the dink and dunk passes, but you know, he's a guy who's out there in a lot of leagues. So if you're looking to stream, then that's a guy to pick up as well if Conklin's unavailable. And if you're looking to trade and maybe go to like that second tier, kind of going off what Travis said, people who are injured, the Denver Broncos, their wide receivers are kind of dropping like flies. Noah Fant is a great tight end on his own. He's, you know, that second tier down. So maybe you can get someone to trade him if you have, you know, the depth and everything we've talked about. And we keep seeing the praises of TJ Hawkinson, a little bit of a down week this week, but I, I still have faith in him that he'll uh, he'll pop off. So, and Tyler awesome. Higby, awesome. Tyler, you know, LA Rams are just lining up. And if you're looking for it, that's another one of those kind of second tier guys. All right. This one's from Delmas. I guess I think his team is Flossin Lawson. He's uh, from Oakland, California. So, right on, brother. He sends us his, he sends us his uh, starting lineup. And then he asks for something in the back end. So, I'm going to read the starting line, lineup real quick Aaron Rodgers, QB, Keenan Allen, uh, Adam Thielen, Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb is in running back position. Devin Singletary is in running back position. Uh, George Kittle as a tight end. And then Chase Edmonds right now is the flex. He asks us, um, should I start Gronk at the flex, starting two tight ends? If not, who should I flex? The rest of his bench is Elijah Mitchell, Corey Davis, Josh Jacobs, Alexander Madison, OBJ, and then Gronk. Well, First of all, Gronk 
possibly injured this week. So I don't know about that in general, right? Yes, and um, I believe Elijah Mitchell's also kind of out as well. Yeah. Um, Alexander Matson is a great, great start, I think, in that position. If Dalvin Cook does not play, he's the only one going to be running the ball back there. He's the only one that offense is, uh, you know, from the running back position is going to feed through. I would say either Madsen or OBJ this week is a great Cleveland is facing off against the Vikings. So the Vikings have given up a ton of points, and I believe Jarvis Landry is still out, correct, Cheese? He is on the IR, so he will be gone. OBJ did play this week, and he had a decent little game. Yeah, so I expect that they would probably try and get him working more and more. Uh, What do you say? Yeah, I agree with you. If Dalvin Cook is out, you're absolutely starting Alexander Madison. He had a great week last week. I hope you were paying attention that either that's why you picked him up. You had him on your bench and you realized cook was out. And you started him because he had phenomenal game, got in the end zone over a hundred yards. I don't he might've got in the end zone, but he definitely got over a hundred yards. And if he is active, if he is the number one guy, you're starting him, not even in your flex. I say kick out Devin Singletary, put him as your RB two. And then if we're going to the flex chase Edmonds, both of those Arizona uh, running backs are very touchdown dependent. James Connor punched one in last week. So I would lean more towards the wider. Could, uh, could you read off the receivers? Because I know he has Josh Jacobs. Does he have any receivers besides Gronk? On the bench? On the bench. Yeah, uh, Corey Davis and, um, and OBJ. I did like OBJ. Now, he first week back, you know, he did say he was kind of winded. Uh, you said they're playing the Vikings. So that, once again, kind of the same thing. That's a good defense. So I probably would say OBJ would be the flex. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely do like that. You can kick Chase Edmonds out and slide OBJ, and you know, and if if Alexander Madison is number one, you kick Singletary out. You put him in, and then you put OBJ into your flex. I think that's the best possibility right there. Um, this one's from Jay Tizzle in Los Angeles. His fantasy team is the Gold Rush, but like Robbie Gold, you get it. Uh, he asks. Marvin Jones or Elijah Mitchell as a flex? Well, it's an easy answer. Easy answer if Elijah Mitchell isn't playing, correct? Yes, and especially with Jacksonville playing a Thursday night game, don't risk it. Just put in Marvin Jones. And he does lead the league or the team with the targets. Yes, he is the leader in targets. He's actually a part of my notes for later. Uh, Gilbert Morales, team name Ra- Raider Nation for Life, says, I'm due to fantasy football this year and off to a 3-0 start. Congratulations. I want to know if you think Dalvin Cook will be back this week, weekend, and if so, should I start him at flex or substitute him with Devontae Parker? Cheese? If Dalvin Cook suits up, unless stated otherwise, he can be very, very limited, you are starting him. Yeah, I don't the, – the crazy thing is he's saying, should I start him at flex? Who are your other running backs? <laughs> and I would – because I would assume you picked him, like, top four. Yeah, so. like who is your other like? Why is any running back? So, and I get like once it comes down to it, it really doesn't matter where exactly they start. But yeah, if Dalvin Cook is good to go and he's healthy, and they don't say anything, you know, they say he's hundred percent. Let him fly. Yeah, um, just watch out because last week he wasn't practicing at all. So if it's kind of on the same trajectory where he's not practicing at all, then that's when I would be a little worried. But if he's good to go, if he's practicing even limited, if he's starting, you're playing him. 
my problem right now is that the other option here was Devontae Parker. Um, and I just don't like his trajectory right now. He's um he's more of the deep target threat over there, what it seems to be. And uh that offense is trying to keep the ball in front, trying to be safe with it. So I'm not sure how that's gonna work out. Yeah. Agree. This one is from Big J in the Northwest. His uh rep in his team name, the Barachos Barachos Locos. Nailed <laughs> I'm not good at talking. My question, is there any hope in the Tampa run game? I got both fucking running backs, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, of course. Should I start one? Should I sit one? Start both? Bench both? He's having a hard time with what I assume a ton of people are having a hard time with, right? Yep, it's a dart throw. If one person fumbles, one person drops the pass, it's – you know, out with the old, in with the new. And then there's even, uh, whatchamacallit, Giovanni Bernard's in there taking some snaps. Giovanni Bernard, yep. I, yeah, I I stayed away from these guys in the draft on purpose. It's so hard to kind of gauge what exactly they're going to be, what exactly that offense is going to do, how consistent it's going to be to any one player, in, you know, just in general. Um. Man, so I got I got the numbers in front of me. Giovanni Bernard by far had the best week. He caught nine passes for 51 yards and a touchdown. Didn't get any carries, but Leonard Fournette had four carries for eight yards. Ronald Jones, five carries for 11 yards. So the quote unquote running backs you have, unfortunately, didn't do anything. And Giovanni Bernard's the one who popped off last week. Yeah, the problem is, is, I mean, the offense is so effective. Just letting Tom kind of pick and choose where he wants to throw it that the running backs don't. I mean, that's nine total carries, nine. And I get they were behind the Rams, but they don't hardly run the ball unless they're, like, really up on a team. They don't run the ball. They just throw it. They let Tom direct traffic. Um, If you're going to keep them rostered, I I think you're kind of got to be really nitty for (coughs) – excuse me – for who the opposing team is. Do you think New England's going to get up big? Do you think they're going to need to eat clock? Because then it could be Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette. Promise, we don't know, and you're kind of just taking a crapshoot. I say get away from both of them if you could. If you could find a running back who's sliding in, maybe one, you know, has a little more upside than these two, that'd be great. Yeah, I got to agree with you. You know, stay away. Uh, we got the season totals. Ronald Jones doesn't catch the ball at all, so if this is PPR – Definitely go with the Leonard Fournette route. And Fournette also has more carries than Jones, 24 to 15. So if we had to pick one, I'm going with Fournette just because he gets the touches. I'll go with you. I didn't look up look the information up, so I, I trust you, brother. All right. Actually, this you know, the- actually doing research, a.k.a. just clicking on some things on ESPN. <laughs> well, good thing I could, uh, I could ramble a little bit to give you some time to find the stats that you're looking for. Um, all right. This one's from Goose, Half Moon Bay. I remember he asked questions last year. He's got three of them. First one, did we just witness the resurrection of Zeke? Is he going to be relevant going forward? I think to an extent, Zeke is always going to be relevant. I think what you're looking for is how relevant is Tony Pollard going to be to your offense, right? Yeah, we. I said this week one, calm down. Zeke is going to be fine. If you can get him. Go get Zeke, and 
you know, all my prayers were answered. Tony Pollard, yes. After, I mean, he got in the end zone last last week. That's why he he went for so many points. He didn't get in the end zone this week, but he still had the touches. Now Zeke out touched him, out snapped him, but he's the number one guy. That's what should happen. Exactly. Yeah. He he he's he's the number two, and you know the the high. He's a high upside number two if you're in deeper leagues. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about Zeke. Did Sam, did Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater find their perfect and true home? Will they be consistent and successful this season? Sam Darnold, I say yes. Cheese, what do you say about – what do you say? When it comes to Sam Darnold, I like Sam Darnold. He definitely has more of the passing upside. CMC's there. Hopefully, he's going to get healthy. And I uh, like – if you have to pick one, if you're, like, looking for a backup or you're in a deep league, Sam Darnold's the guy – Teddy Bridgewater, on the other hand, yes, the Broncos are 3-0, but it's against the three worst teams in the league. And as I said, the receivers are kind of dropping like flies. So I'm a little scared that maybe once they start playing, you know, the AL, AL West, the AFC West teams, they might start falling off a bit. Yeah, we've seen too many times the Denver offense just uh, all of a sudden stop, you know, moving the ball down the field and stuff. So at any point in time, they could slow this offense way down and he becomes irrelevant. By the way, Johnny Roca has joined us getting ready to do his segment. So, hey, if you want to chime in for these questions, go ahead, J-Ro. How you doing? All right, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in, man. You guys do your thing. All right. Third question from Goose here. What's up with Peyton Barber? Taking more carries than Kenyon Drake. Who will have more fantasy land points this Sunday night? Now, this was an interesting thing because I was watching uh, the, uh, what is it, Fantasy Focus Live, the ESPN show with, you know, Matthew Barry and um, who's the other younger guy for his name? Field Yates. Field Yates. And, and Matthew Barry made a, a point to, uh, to point out something that happened on the sidelines that uh, Peyton Barber looked like he was being really effective in this past game. And they put in Kenyon Drake for some reason and something bad happened. And Derek Carr motioned to the sideline, like, what do we, you know, like, what, like, throwing his shoulders up, like, what's going on? Why are we swapping out? So, I mean, for the time being, if Josh Jacobs is not playing and you need maybe a high upside, take a shot on it guy, I think Peyton Barber, why not? Yeah, I mean, look, I got the numbers in front of me. You know, Peyton Barber, 23 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown. Kenyon Drake, only eight carries for 24 yards. Both of them had three uh, receptions at around 30 yards. So, you know, Kenyon Drake got his touches, didn't exactly do too much with them while Peyton Barber did his thing running the ball, which is what we'd expect from Kenyon Drake. Even with Josh Jacobs, we think of Kenyon Drake more of the pass catcher. You take out Jacobs, put in Peyton Barber. So, um you know, still like rankings wise, I'd still be a little hesitant to put Barber over Drake. But I mean, one weekend they're playing uh, who they play this week, playing the Chargers on a Monday Chargers. night. Chargers, Monday night. You know, that, that Chargers defense might not be as great as maybe we thought it would be. So maybe there's some points to be had for both of them. Yeah, Peyton Barber, too, guys. I mean, same guy he was a couple years ago with Tampa Bay. Just he's. He's stellar when he when he comes in, taking over for the RB1. So very consistent uh, coming into taking that spot. All right. And then I think this is your question last, right? The trade question, Johnny? 
Yeah, I did submit a question there at the last second and was wondering if I can get your guys' expertise on this because I don't know what to do. All right. Johnny, uh, this is the trade that he he wants us to know what he should do. So are you giving up Mike Williams? No, this is a request coming in from uh, from the other party, and he wants to give me Mike Williams. And the okay, other- so you so so you would be giving up DJ Moore and Nick Chubb, and then in turn receiving Mike Williams and Antonio Gibson. That's what he wants. Yes, um, I'm really reluctant at this point, but hit me with it, guys. What do you think? The pro- the thing that I'm thinking here is, I think you're giving up. Nick, Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb's base is a lot higher than Antonio Gibson's base. Mike Williams' ceiling may be higher, but DJ Moore's floor is higher than that. So I think it all depends on what you're really looking for. From the wide re- wide receiver position, are you looking for more bang? Uh, from the running back position, I mean, I Nick Chubb, you're. Yeah, I, I don't like Nick Chubb and Antonio Gibson. I, I'd rather keep Nick Chubb. Cheese, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. When it comes to the running backs, I'm taking Chubb over Gibson. Now, I still like Gibson as kind of like a solid RB2, but when it comes to the wide receivers, that's definitely where you kind of can have a discussion because Mike Williams, he's maybe taking over that number one spot right now in L.A. Keenan Allen's still getting his touches, obviously, but uh, Williams kind of getting more bang for your buck, as Travis said, so... And DJ Moore, I believe he, you know, got a little bit banged up on the Thursday night game. So, but I, I just don't think the difference between those two is, you know, more enough to overtake the gap than what I think it, it is between Chubb and Gibson. So I Great probably point. would hold on to yeah, no, Chubb. And I appreciate that. I was very reluctant when I first saw it. And Nick Chubb was my number one, uh, my first round draft pick. So I'm, I'm real hesitant to give either of those guys. Uh, DJ Moore was kind of my sleeper. So. Yeah, good insight. I, I, I'm probably going to keep them, but yeah, I just wanted to get some second opinion on it. All right. I mean, cool. I, I would say I really like Mike Williams. If you can try to counter, I don't know what you have, but I would say if you can still get more, you know, trade more for Williams and maybe something else. I like that trade. I like the receiver, yeah. team, not, the, not the running backs. Yeah. We'll get more for more. Gotcha. Right on. You ready to answer your question, Johnny? Let's do this. All right. So, oh, shit, I lost it. Um, Where the fuck do I have it at? God damn it. Terrible host. Sorry, guys, terrible host. All right. This is the commissioner's corner, right? Yep. We're at the commissioner's corner now. Here we go. What is the biggest complaint you've ever gotten as the commissioner of a league, and how did you handle it? Oh, man. I've I've had uh, numerous complaints throughout my years being a commissioner and I've seen from the dumbest shit to the biggest shit. I want to see some Hill as a tight end. Oh, oh, I know. Right. Yeah. That, that's a big controversy there between yourself and, and Ty, Ty G shout out to Ty G. Um, you know, actually my biggest complaint was recently in one of my leagues, I got accused of cheating um, because I took a trade with somebody who we traded Saquon Barkley for Leonard Fournette straight up. I was getting, uh, I was giving up Fournette and he's getting, uh, or I'm getting, he's getting Fournette. I'm getting Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has been questionable the first couple of weeks. I was reluctant to take the trade because I like Leonard Fournette, but I took the trade and it was a 48 hour, uh, the, you know, the, the time it takes for everyone to reject it. Um, yeah. 
And it's gotta go through its due process. We're talking about the 45th hour or maybe about three hours away from it expiring. Um, I decided to push in all of my leagues, push my 48 hour limit down to 24. Cause you know, it takes a long time. If you, if, if you know, that's a very long time uh, to veto or to approve. So I went ahead and did that in every league, unknowing that I had to trade myself. So obviously the scrutiny and the eyes were on me and I got accused of cheating and that's a stupid trade to begin with. And I just got dumped on. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'll just, if you guys, I'm a man of integrity. If you guys don't want us to do the trade, we won't do the trade and we'll, we'll find another way to get it done. But, um, but with that being said, a lot of scrutiny on the commissioner, um, a lot of complaining, and I do. And there's always one good one in each league. I was, I don't want to mention any names, but um, you know, I had somebody ask me this year, "Why must we have divisions?" And it's like, well, you know, sometimes it's fun to do it that way. Uh, sometimes there's a reason. Now, I do have a reason as a commissioner that I have two divisions in one of my leagues because uh, at a work league, I have a 12-man league, six of us are rookies, six of us are veterans. So I went ahead and just said, you know what, let's make one league, one, one division, all six of them the rookies and make six of them the veterans. The reason I did that was because the division champion is going to be the one and two seed. So this guarantees one of the rookies for winning the division that gets to be the number two seed or the one. I don't know, but that was kind of my thinking there. But anyways, every decision I make, um, you know, someone's going to give me some shit about it. Um, another one, um, you know, people complaining about allocation of the league fees. You know, why are we paying this much here? Why are we paying this much there? Do we need a trophy? Do we not need a trophy? Uh, people complaining about roster slots and uh, the point systems. So anyways, to put all that to bed, I've already mentioned this before, but, you know, use the power of social media or the chat page on the app and just run a poll, you know, take the votes and then the majority rules. Um Tie, tiebreakers are the worst. Um, I, ha I had somebody in our Sons of Fanlarky League a few years ago complain about uh, the tiebreaker system, and because it didn't work out in his favor, he was bitching and complaining about it. It's just a big mess. It's stressed out. I stress out just thinking about it. It's just a big mess. Uh, but get everyone to vote on stuff, and that's the only way to really settle it. That's one of the things that I love about Sons of Fanarchy that we do it uh, in person, too, is that it gives everybody equal opportunity right before you draft to go – and, you, and you've done a great job in the past of, of printing out sheets where people can fill out what their vote is anonymously. So it's not a bitching thing or whatever, or, yeah. you know, it's open forum. It's like city hall to go in and, and make your opinion on whether we think you think we should do this or bring up anything that's questionable. And it's like, do it right now, or we're going to draft and yep. you're locked in. Like there's yep. no more complaining. I'm not going to bend the rules. You understand the rules. Now's your time to look over them. I, I think yep. that's, I, I hope to eventually get to a point where I'm running our CTE league as a live draft for that reason. Also, so I can collect league fees a little easy, a little easier. Um, but maybe one day cheese. Yeah. Don't worry. Cheese. You don't got to slide off in the camera. Cheese. You can come back because yeah, nobody no. has, nobody has paid me cheese. So it's not, nobody oh, has no. given me any money. No, don't worry. It's that's that's kind of a thing in itself too. I have it's I've received maybe ten percent of my league fees so far. There, there, I do put out deadlines and all, but um, yeah, that's kind of the whole thing with the complainers. Um, now I do have my own complaint that I want to make to anyone listening out there, uh, and if any of my guys in my leagues are listening, um, you know, take heed to this. I want everyone out there to talk shit. Get on the chat page. Get on the social media page. Send each other texts. Make side bets or something. But I don't see enough shit talking going on out 
there. So, you know, I'm always trying to play an instigator. Or I'm always trying to stir the pot between two, uh, two uh, owners. I'm guilty of it. But um, if you're listening out there, you know, engage in that more. That's kind of part of the fun of fantasy football. Okay? And that kind of comes from the commissioner. What, what do you guys think about that? I mean, do you guys think it's dangerous, the shit talk? Or do you, is it part of the fun? Um, I think it's part of the fun. I'm not a I, – I, I don't go out of my way to shit talk, to be honest. I, I I don't enjoy it, especially if it gets a little personal. Like, <laughs> if it gets too – like, I, I I like to make jabs here and there, but then I'm like, ah, I don't really – you know, whatever. It, it Especially if I'm angry, it'll get to me, and I don't like that. So I just usually shut my mouth. <laughs> it's for your own protection and that's fine and that's understandable um i don't want to i don't want to stretch this out too much uh, guys i know i got my starting sit-ups here in a second but i did want to play an audio if you guys don't mind i wanted to show a good example of a good shit talking and i got a guy who's the master of it in one of my leagues shout out to uh tyler scott out there in the northwest actually i think he asked me more questions tonight um he, he, he sent me an audio that i played on on one of my other pages and this goes out to jimmy minko out there our boy jimmy minko shout out and uh, I just wanted to play it here on the podcast if you guys got a good 30 seconds. Check it out. Yeah. This is the Cervix Busters, and this message is for the Minks and our matchup this weekend. I got to say, it appears as though Helen Keller could have done a better job of drafting a team than you did, Jimmy, and she's dead. I would say that you dropped the ball on this one, but it appears as though you didn't even pick it up. You see, I got to say, I've wiped my ass with toilet tissue tougher than this team. And the cervix busters are a whole vibe this week, as the kids would say. We got our little blue pills, and we're quite literally coming to a town near you, and we're ready to bust. That was my boy Tyler Scott, man. Shout out. What do you guys think? That's how it's done, well, I caught I caught some of it. Some of it was a little low. But... All I heard something was, was something softer than I wipe my ass with or something. That's the only thing I got. But I mean, it's want, that, you, it's could, that... you could send it. If you have the audio, you could send it to us. And then I could put it in post if you want. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'll do that to you. I'll send you, I'll send you the file. But but yeah, just a little It sounded like he was cutting a promo. Yeah, I think he was trying to go for the uh the Ric Flair thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I know cheese timing. appreciate that. Cheese, nobody knows what you're talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, without further ado, I'll give you my start in the sit for the week. Um I I think uh, you should start DJ Moore. He's on fire right now. That's, of course, the guy's part of my uh, my package deal with uh, the trade. Um, start him if you have him. Don't leave him on the bench. And then Jalen Hurts, I think this is going to be his week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have touched on him yet or not, but Jalen Hurts uh, is due for a good week, and I think he's going to catch fire. Um, sit Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he's taking a backseat to Lenny Fournette right now. And then the other Jones on the opposite side of the ball this Sunday is going to be uh, Mac Jones. Uh, Tampa Bay defense is going to eat him alive, I think. So we're talking about this uh, this top-tier defense against the rookie Mac Jones. And, uh, of course, you know, Tampa Bay is going up to New England, Foxborough, this whole story with Brady going back, the homecomings. It's going to be great on all aspects there. Um, the other sit would be a uh, surprise. DeAndre Hopkins, don't start him against L.A. I'm going to say uh, he's going to shit the bed this week. And um, you guys Jalen can take Ramsey. Use it against Jalen me. Ramsey. But um, his rib might still be bothering him, and uh, I just don't expect much from him. So uh, if you have, if you can afford to put him on the bench, uh, use someone else as a flex or whatever, please do so. Um, don't don't start him. Don't start John Hawkins. Awesome, dude. Thank you very much, man. That was great. Great segment. Great insight. I do agree with some of the uh, starting sits this week, Johnny.
Yeah, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of it was stuff I was going to touch on for alternatives during our breakdown of the rest of the league. So I'll be sure to shout you out, brother. All right, sounds good. Pleasure as always, guys. All right, have a good one. All right. All right, cheese. Let's do the damn thing. All right, would you like four. me to to quickly just go over some some injuries? I do have those pulled up if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. All right, so uh, Dalvin Cook, we talked about he missed last week. Still questionable. CMC out with a hamstring. You don't know. I believe he's going to be out to miss a couple weeks. Uh, KJ Hamler, wide receiver for the, uh, not the Buccaneers, the Broncos put on IR with a knee injury. James White, doubtful with a hip. Uh, Darius Slayton, questionable with a hamstring. Uh, T. Higgins, questionable with a shoulder. Missed last week, and he does play on Thursday, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, John Ross, IR with the hamstring, Jameson Crowder questionable with the groin, Daryl Henderson questionable with ribs, and your boy Traquan Smith put on IR with a beat up hammy. Oh no, Traquan Smith, really? <laughs> uh, your face when Johnny mentioned fucking Rick Flair was fucking priceless, dude. Oh man. All right, let's start it off. Week four. All right, we're starting off Thursday night game. Thursday night game this week is the Jaguars at the Bengals. Cheese, go ahead and let's take it away. So Jacksonville, not good. Not a good team. Uh, they are 0-3 at the moment. Trevor Lawrence, he, you know, if we're talking about, like, the rookies, I guess maybe start him over, like, you know, everyone else. Maybe Matt Jones, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, not that great. But, uh, you know, pretty much just the same people you would expect. James Robinson finally had a James Robinson type of day last week, uh, 15 carries, 88 yards, six catches for 46 yards, got into the end zone via rushing. So finally, Carlos Hyde got out of the way and James Robinson had a, a solid game going up against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I think there's a solid defense, kind of surprising. But if you have James Robinson, you probably drafted him early. You're going to start him. Yeah, he was the only one I mentioned on that side of the ball. One of the things I want to say is that Jamar Chase keeps rocking, seems to be like, the number him and T Higgins are like mutual one and two a and B kind of guys over there. So you're going to want to start them. Joe Burrow looks great. I can, I expect it to continue. One of the things I want you guys to be careful for is with um, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd scored a touch touchdown last week on a pretty decent sized uh, play, which uh, boosted some of his points. He is touchdown dependent as one is ever. So you need to be careful when you're playing him. You need to be basically only playing him for the high, high ceiling in case he goes off. He does not have a floor. The floor is shit. And uh, Tyler would be remiss if I didn't mention Joe Mixon is uh, still good. Joe Mixon and Jameis Winston had solid games last week. And he's still not here. So I think it's just he hates us. Yeah, he hates us. It's okay. Hate uh, the Titans go to New York The Met, or go to – New Jersey, the Meadowlands to face the Jets. Um, one thing I'm going to say, first of all, first and foremost, is you need to stream Tennessee's defense. Um, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson throws to everybody on the opposite team. He is the, he's thrown so many fucking interceptions. It is insane. I don't think that's going to slow down. Um, and then also, A.J. Brown is dealing with some – Cut slight injuries, but it's just so hard to kind of depend on him right now. So uh, if you have another option, go elsewhere. 
Yeah, I've been a little down on Julio Jones, but I think if, especially if AJ Brown's out, he's definitely got to go off this week. I uh, guess I'll take another shitty team. The New York football Jets, not good. Once again, I you have to start someone. It has to be Corey Davis, even though he went five for 41 last week. He did have 10 targets. So Zach Wilson was looking his way a lot, like he's been doing the rest of the season. So uh, I would say a flex option. But once again, yeah, Tennessee's not the best defense in the world, but Zach Wilson just not playing that great. Yeah, if your league uh, doesn't take away for interceptions, I think you'll be okay if you need to start Zach Wilson, but definitely if not, right? I mean, I don't uh, even know who out there were in their right mind starting Zach Wilson. I mean, you may be in a fucking pinch. Who the hell knows? Uh, Darren Chiefs, Mills, baby. Davis Chiefs, Mills. <laughs> Davis Mills. The Chiefs are facing the Eagles in Philadelphia. Cheese. What do you got? I got to agree with Johnny Roca. He shouted out uh, Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts did not play good on Monday. And it's kind of one of those weird things with fantasy football that, you know, in real football terms, he did not play well, but technically Jalen Hurts did have more points than uh, Dak Prescott. So yep. J- Jalen Hurts going up against this uh, Kansas City defense doesn't look all that great. So I would say Jalen Hurts would be poised to have another solid game. Miles Sanders, I don't I mean, I was never the biggest fan of him to begin with. If you have him, I think you're praying that he goes off against the Chiefs. And if he goes off against the Chiefs, try to sell him. Try to sell Chiefs have, Yeah, Chiefs have been a really bad run defense, so I could see that happening for Miles Sanders this week. And I agree with you. You could try and sell high. Um, the Chiefs, like always, you're starting Mahomes. You're starting Tyreek Hill. You're starting Travis Kelsey. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of it. Uh, or and Harrison Buckter. Don't want to forget because they are going to score touchdowns. And at least, uh, you know, I, I want to mention this for kickers. And I think the Eagles kicker should be started too for this reason because I think they're going to score a ton. Period, and a high floor of at least you know they're going to be getting those extra points frequently is better than a low floor and a high ceiling for kickers. That's that's at least my tactic is how I run with it. He's in Philly, so pay attention to the weather. It might be windy, might be rainy. I don't know. Oh, good point. Good you point. You never know. Um, Panthers at Cowboys next game. I Shock, think shockingly good match here. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great matchup. Both teams have uh trouble guarding wide receivers. Um, uh, I think this is a week Carolina's defense, uh, running defenses look pretty good this season. So I would downgrade Tony Pollard, like where last week I'd say he's a flex option, this week I say. Probably not. Probably want to stay away from him. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a ton of work in the in the running game. Uh, I think this is more going to be wide receiver. And um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Dalton Schultz earlier. I think he's a good start. Yeah, uh, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper didn't have the best game, but as I said, I think that's more just kind of Philly's defense playing a certain way, trying to you know not get the top blown off. So I like Dalton Schultz. If you're streaming options, he's definitely out there. But you said could be a big week for the wide receivers. Got to show some love to the defense. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, I think he's had a phenomenal season thus far. So if he, I don't know if he's a shadowing type of guy, but whoever he's covering over there for uh, Carolina could be a shutdown week for them. Mm, yeah, that's rough because I, I'm I'm like really on the fence about starting Robbie Anderson again. He had a bad week last week, and I'm like, can he bounce back? 
How's it going to be against the Cowboys? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just gross. It's fucking gross. Uh, Giants are going to – is this New Orleans' first home game? I believe so, if they are actually playing in the Superdome. I don't – I wanted to – can you check that real quick? I haven't seen anything that they're not playing in the Superdome, so I would okay. assume so. Giants are going to play uh, the Saints in the Superdome. Uh, Saints defense must start. I mean, the Giants, like, look terrible against the Falcons, and the Falcons make everybody else look good. This is this is an insane thing. I mean, I, I don't trust – I don't trust – do you trust Danny Dimes or Saquon Barkley anymore at this point? No, I mean, I was saying at the beginning of the season, I wasn't trusting Saquon to begin with. I know we we're both on the Danny Dimes train last season, but um, but the, the Saints defense, I mean, I know they had a good week last week against the uh, Patriots, but they still don't exactly scare me too, too much. Maybe they can pop off a little bit and, uh, well, it seems like everybody over there at uh, on the wide receiver end is kind of going down with Kenny Galladay and uh, Sterling Shepard kind of banged up as well. So I would have said Sterling Shepard looks good, but then he goes down with the hamstring. So really the only person you're starting is Saquon, I think, over there in uh, New York, and you're not happy about it. Yeah, not at all. Um, Browns going to Minnesota, facing the Vikings. Where do you start with this one? Solid week from both the running backs. Kareem Hunt was the one who got in the end zone. He had the 100-plus yard game. Nick Chubb, ho-hum, 88 yards, no catches, no touchdowns. So you're not exactly thrilled with it. But as you said when we were talking about the trade, it's a very high floor, and I would expect more of the same here, maybe more of a Nick Chubb type of game, trying to you know control the ball. And then you know we've already talked about Cook and Madison. Who's ever starting, you're starting whoever's. Who's ever starting, you're starting who's starting. Analysis. Analysis right there. Yeah, I mentioned Boom. Tyler Conklin earlier. Um, uh, I like OBJ this week, too, uh, especially if Jar- uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry is still out. So I like OBJ even more. I think they um, they need to spread the field to make the running backs effective. So stretch the field. That's, not, that's the word I wanted to use. Um, so I think they try and go deep to OBJ at least a couple times. Uh, Lions visiting Chicago to face the Bears. Uh, Lions, real quick, because I, I, what a fucking heartbreaker. I love Dan Campbell, and last week was bullshit. I know we're not talking real, we're not talking real football, but I just, I can't, I can't not mention it. I don't even know how the ball bounces up and spins and, and does that. It's wizardry. Just in the half, because Lamar, Lamar Jackson snapped the ball like fucking 0.8 seconds too late. <sighs> Anyways. Um, I think David Montgomery will have a big day. Detroit has been r- very rough guarding the uh, run this year. Um, and I like Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff keeps the train rolling. He's not like super, super great, but I think he's got a high enough floor where you, uh, if you just need to for sure points, I think he's a good start. What do you think? I would not be shocked if this is very similar to the Lions game last week or the uh, Falcons-Giants game from last week where it's just kind of an ugly, kind of lower-scoring type of game. They're saying for the uh, the Bears, all three uh, quarterbacks are on the table. You know, uh, Dalton, Fields. Wait, all three? That's what they said. They said They're... Nick Foles now? All three. This is, this is fucking insane. All three are on the table. 
You'll hear me talk about that with Johnny Roca and Trapdoor to Hell for sure. But uh, so I think when it comes to Allen Robinson, it's one of those things that like you might have to start him. But I just I'm downgrading him a ton. I do not. Who's ever thrown in the ball right now? I I would not like to start him in that uh, spot. David Montgomery, a little bit favorable, but you know Ravens. We thought they were going to run all over them. They didn't really do that. I mean, yes, they probably should have got up a lot bigger if Hollywood Brown didn't drop two touchdowns. But Detroit comes out and. I think they're one of the better bad teams in the league. Yeah, I, I really like them. It's unfortunate. Uh, Texans at Buffalo Bills. We're starting Davis Mills, baby, all the way right it. Davis Mills. Suck that dick, baby. I don't know. I don't know why I said what? that. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, you're starting everybody on the Bills. I've seen a funny fucking meme where uh, on TikTok where this guy, his fantasy team, was literally just the Bills. He started the and he beat his his appoint, opponent. It was insane. So, um, worried Bills. about Stefan Diggs not exactly having a monster year, even though you know they're still producing and having a good season. They kind of spreading the ball a little bit more. Yeah, it's good. It's I, I'm not worried about it. You know, it just sucks. You're not going to have that those big days that you like. When you when you really need it and you're like, oh, I got Stefan Diggs, he's gonna give me like twice of what the projected points are. I don't think that we don't they have that in their back pocket anymore, but he's still gonna he's gonna hit his projected values plus a little bit every week, which shouldn't be mad about. So you guys are definitely starting Davis Mills this week, and we're gonna stack them with Brandon Cooks because Davis Mills absolutely loves Brandon Cooks, mainly because he's the only person on the team who can catch a ball. <laughs> Oh so there you God. go. They should just, you know, you think they should, you know what they should do is just put like a fake mustache on Deshaun Watson and throw him out there as a wide receiver. Nobody will know. Nobody would know. Nobody would know. Until well, they go to the sideline and ask for Except massage. for the masseuses. <laughs> um, Colts at Miami Dolphins. Uh, no two is still correct. No, he's on the IR. Thank you, friend. Um, I, like I said earlier, I'm downgrading Parker. Um, I think right now, Jalen Waddles, uh, besides what, what, who's the other one over there? Uh, fuck. fuck, fuck Will fuck, Fuller fuck. just made his debut last week. Yeah. I think Will Fuller is, uh, going to be the number one guy. I think Jalen Waddle right now is a flex guy until he comes back is, you know, most of what what I what got me to believe that he would start to form into their number one guy was the fact that he went to school with Tua. Now that that's not there right now because Tua's injured, blah 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 blah. Downgrade to flex. And uh, Miles, yeah. oh, Miles Gaskin needs to be a start every week. I think too. Yeah, I think everyone over there for the receiving end is kind of prove it for me, and especially Will Fuller. I mean, yeah, he caught like the two point conversion, but besides that, he didn't do much over on uh, Indy side. Unfortunately, Naheem Hines fell in the end zone, so he kind of snipes your Jonathan Taylor points. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., he continues to produce over there as kind of the top guy. So if he's still hanging around waivers, um, you know, I think he's a solid pickup. And maybe besides him and Taylor, kind of the only two guys you're really interested in this offense. Uh, for sure. Um, let's see. Football team at Atlanta Falcons. Why don't you kick that one off? Uh, the football team, I would have thought you're going to start this defense no matter what. One of the best in the league. 
Absolutely not. They are hot, hot garbage. And we've seen the Falcons offense. Yes, they might not be the best in the world compared to what they've been recently, but they still have players. They can put up points. And I think Mike Davis, this is kind of the Mike Davis game where he finally kind of breaks out and he gets a touchdown, you know, maybe goes for like 80 and 80 has a, a CMC type of game because he was the backup at CMC for CMC. And maybe the Panthers are kind of wishing they kept him now, but revenge um, game. Yeah. Big, big game for Mike Davis this week. Revenge game um, against the football team who I don't even think he played for. I think uh, Russell Gage should be upgraded to a flex this week. I know he's been shitty all season, uh, but if you need high ceiling, we've shown that in these poor matchups where maybe the defense has one guy who can cover, Russell Gage really comes through. Um, I also like Logan Thomas on the other side, the football team side. Atlanta has sucked against the tight end this season so far. I think Logan Thomas has... Um, gets a lot of targets trying to just keep the ball moving, keep the ball out of uh, Taylor Heineke's hands. Uh, next game here. Next game, we got the Seahawks at the 49ers. I think Jimmy G is a great start for this week against the Seahawks. I think they um, don't know how to stop much. They just kind of score along with the team they're opposing. I think Jimmy G will start to get into a rhythm this week. It will not be as bad. Uh, the game plan should be tailored to fit what's working right now and not what we saw this previous week. And if we're starting Jimmy G, we're going to stack them. Not with Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. We're stacking them with a fullback. We're going with Kyle Juszczyk. Got in the Oof. end zone last week. You know, maybe shouldn't have gotten in the end zone because he left too much time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. But seriously, like if you're desperate and you're like really looking for like some Hail Mary throws, the running backs over there at the 49ers, I don't know who they're starting, you know, Trey Sermon to get in the end zone. He got, I think, uh, most of the carries. Yeah, he had 10 carries compared. Well, Kyle Juszczyk, five carries. So he had the second most on the team. So, you know, I'm yeah. half joking, but also half serious. Kyle Juszczyk might be usable this week against a bad Se- Seahawks defense. Maybe in a maybe in a flex, in a deep, deep league flex position. I agree. I, I, I don't understand at this point why they don't just use him as like uh uh one B running back I like out of out of the backfield to either you know play action block catch Yushek is better than these fucking bums that can't even stay on the field for the 49ers so I, I don't understand why they don't just do it that way. Uh, Tyler Lockett last week we seen him finally hit the wall. You think he bounces back? Uh probably but I mean, the 49ers defense, it doesn't really scare me all that much. So I would expect him to go off. Well, and, and I, I think, from, I think from what I've noticed from being a habitual Tyler Lockett owner is when DK Metcalf came in, all of a sudden Tyler Lockett was like, he'd go, he'd go the fuck off for a couple of weeks and then be silent for maybe a few to four and then be back and forth. So I think that time is hit. So we need to cool off on Tyler Lockett, but Jason Myers, I think, needs to be in your starting lineup. I think um, that the Niners do well in the red zone, so I expect a lot of field goals from Jason Myers. Cardinals at Rams. Jeez, kick it off, buddy. Kyler Murray continues to be the MVP in both real life and in fantasy football, but uh, kind of the non-starters for the Cardinals were the ones who kind of made a lot of the points last week. Got James Conner, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, Chase Edmonds, 
DeAndre Hopkins, he's down there like fifth ranked for last week. So uh, we were talking of, at least I was talking to Brando Moore. And then of course now Christian Kirk and AJ Green uh, had a big game going up against the Rams. Tough defense. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, as Johnny Rogan kind of said, probably is going to be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins. So probably look for him to be downgraded a little bit. And it's just kind of, I, I don't know what to expect because now we've seen kind of all three of them go off and we know Kyler Murray is going to do his thing. So it's just who you're feeling this week. Pretty much what I'm going I've, with. Yeah, I'm really looking to this game. I, I think it's going to be Christian Kirk again, but I could be wrong. Um, I'm also lo- really looking at this to see in the future what do I, you know, they're playing what is now right now the best defense in the league in the Rams, give or take. Um, I want to see what this does to their offense, their game plan for further weeks. If I'm looking at the Cardinals going to play another good defense, let's say they go play Tampa Bay or whatnot. Uh, the Steelers at the Packers. Uh, Najee Harris is looking better and better by, you know, each week. I can't say much for the rest of the Steelers. He was pretty much the entire offense when he got Johnson down, he got Juju down. He like, you know, ran it to you caught the ball we said this i mean he he's been on the field pretty much for the entire season literally like all the offensive snaps Najee harris is there so if you've he's he's paying off right now and uh packers defense played very well against what we thought was a vaunted 49ers run game maybe not so much now but uh it it will be tested because i think when they played the lions i don't know the exact stats but in some garbage time the uh running backs the lions were able to put some uh, points up on the Packers, so maybe expect the same with Najee Harris. That was a revenge game too, because the running back over there was the uh, ex backup there in Green Bay. What was his name? Fuck. Jamal Williams. He's a TikTok star. Yep. Jamal Williams, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for the names. Um, yeah, I agree. Ravens at Broncos. Uh, I think this is another case of a good defense playing in an offensive team that can get into the red zone but not anywhere past it. The Broncos stopped the Ravens short a bunch. Justin Tucker needs to be a start, obviously. Um, I I don't – I also am not sure on the rest of the offense. Like, the Broncos' defense looks good at times, looks bad at others, but then again, they've only played bad teams. Uh, we know how um, – mm, man, god damn it. They're playing in that high atmosphere, Travis. How does that affect – your prediction on this game? Uh, not much. It doesn't affect much of it. You know, I, I, I think Except that for Justin um, Tucker now hitting a 67 yard field goal. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be crazy if he broke his, uh, his own record in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much from Tim Patrick has been looking, uh, uh, you know, not as a, not jumping out as a number one guy for the Broncos, but I mean, I think at this point, unless, they're playing a good defense. He's a flex option for you week to week. Yeah, I mean, with KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy down, down on the IR, it's down to Tim Patrick. Cortland Sutton. Uh, Sutton had a down week this week, you know, going up against a, a tougher defense. But we saw what the Chiefs could do. I would expect maybe a Sutton have a bounce-back game. When it comes to the running backs, Melvin Gordon and Jamal Williams both got into the end zone. I think at this point, that's what you're hoping for. If you're starting them, you need them to get in the end zone to produce. But Equally, they're kind of it's like, you know, the discount version of Chubb and Hunt. Both of them are like half as good, but they also, you know, are startable, I guess. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Uh, Buccaneers at Patriots. Tom Brady's coming home on Sunday night. Revenge? Is this a revenge game? Big time revenge game. They haven't played each other yet. What? That's crazy. I would have, you know. Oh yeah, I guess Tom Brady did play for the Patriots. I, you know, they've only been hyping it for the entire week. But uh, uh, yeah, um, I mean, they got Adele to sing a song about it. That's crazy. It's not that. Big. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, when it comes fucking to- Al Michaels, I think it was Al Michaels that said that during the fucking last week's Sunday night game. I was like, oh my god, dude, that is fucking hilarious. Hey, gotta gotta make him money. So when it comes to this game, you know Tom Brady, you're starting regardless, but especially coming off a loss, a bad loss, he's gonna go out there and try to just shove it down Bill Belichick's throat. Um. Yeah, I would say, you know, if you got them, start them, except for the uh, the running backs over there. And then when it comes to the, you know, the the Patriots, I I don't really know what to say because I the, it's good defense over there. James White's hurt. So maybe, you know, show some more love to the wide receivers over there. But I'm not really in love with anyone over there, except for maybe Damian Harris. Yeah, I think they're going to get beat up by the Tampa Bay defense. That's going to be a real issue for them. Um, I Tampa Bay's offense is good. I think it continues to be good, right? I don't think there's too much to say from that. The game's going to be fun to watch. Finally, Monday Night Football, Raiders and Chargers. Kick us off again for the last time. I would expect this to be a, a high-scoring affair. Uh, Daniel, Carls- Daniel Carlson, you know, got a shot at the kickers. I think he's going to have a, a big game uh, this week. Going for the Raiders side of things, um, I mean, we kind of talked about with Kenny and Drake and Peyton Barber. It's going to be kind of a, uh, you know, a dart throw. But you know, if you're if you're waiting to the very last minute and you're feeling lucky, I guess start Peyton Barber because I, well, I don't know because I wouldn't be shocked if the Chargers kind of run it up on the Raiders again. And if the Raiders fall behind, I would assume that means more Kenny and Drake. Yes, throw that's what I would assume as well. I think. I do think this week we're ready to start Henry Ruggs, but as a low flex option for you. Do not prioritize him. If you're in in between on guys, I think he's fine to start in your flex position. Not anything more than that. Definitely not anything more than that. The Chargers, you know, Austin Eckler should have a big week. Uh, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen should have good weeks as well. Justin Herbert should have a good week. Fantasy-wise, I think this is going to be a good game for most of the parties involved. I do have a question. How does Mike Williams' emergence affect Keenan Allen? He got in the end zone last week, but do you kind of temper expectations now to maybe draft him as as a wide receiver one? Maybe you knock him down to like a wide receiver two expectation because Mike Williams is playing so well. No, no, because I mean I've seen this out of that though that tandem in years past. Like I've seen it, and at the end when it comes down to the nut cutting time towards the end of the season, Keenan Allen's always the guy. Right now, Mike Williams fresh gets gets loose a lot more when it comes down to nut cutting time. Keenan Allen's always the guy too. So I, I mean, I, I think Mike Williams should be upgraded when people are looking at him in future. But you shouldn't downgrade Keenan Allen for sure. Okay, I mean, and just even going back to the game last week, red zone, he found Keenan Allen for the touchdown. So exactly, exactly. 
kind of like kind of the thing we're saying like you know do you want to risk that super high floor that keenan allen gives you right yeah but that's the last of the games so this has been a great week of points and noinks um i will be with you guys next week and the following week i will be in the land of disney so you and Tyler will have to run this thing by ourselves by yourself. Hopefully but... Tyler's back by then. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him back in like three weeks. Well, fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Well, my lady's not going to be mad, but I'm going to have to bring all the equipment down to Disneyland. All right. Live from Cinderella's castle. Live. From... <laughs> I'm coming to you live from Avengers campus. Uh, campus. Hey, Ant-Man, what do you think about Julio Jones this week? Who am I starting <laughs> my flex? <laughs> awesome man um curveballs and chair shots every friday you guys keep doing your thing mm-hmm. uh talk, talk about rick flair you know doing the helicopter on a plane fun times my brother, my brother keeps referencing that can you just tell me what happened uh so if we're gonna just talk about on the podcast so there's uh tyler loves to watch dark side of the ring it's on vice great show great show uh they did one on the plane ride from hell it's an infamous plane ride from the uk back to the states they got delayed on the tarmac they're there for like six hours everyone on the plane gets shit-faced shenanigans ensues rick flair notable man with a hammer likes to you know walk around naked with his robe on and he's flinging it around and then he goes to like the back of the plane and allegedly he like is forcing himself or you know crowding the space of a flight attendant so that's why Rick Flair's canceled right now. Did that happen? What, what year did that happen? Like 1986? 2002. 2003. Well, well, 2003. You know, he's a young man. He was like in his late 40s, early 50s. I think he's in the 50s at that point. Young man. Yeah. Still learning. <laughs> awesome. All right. And listen to Trap Door to Hell every Friday as well. You look, there's enough time in the day. We don't have to, you know, have these wars. You can listen to both of our podcasts, right, Cheese? Mm-hmm. Listen to it. Had a, I was painting this weekend up on the roof, listening to uh, Haley and Tyler. Tyler just simping all damn day. Love to see all it. damn day. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't, I don't know. Did you ever watch the video where we went through my old Twitter feed? I didn't see the video. There, I don't know if there's. I mean, was there a video? Because I listened. I remember I listened to the podcast. We did. We did a, a Facebook live during it because, it, like, it started off that we were reading all this funny shit, and then it just went into like real sad Travis times where he was just like, "I'm so lonely and stuff." It was fucking strange. <laughs> I was a different human back in high school, that's for sure. But uh, I, I didn't know what was a uh, what what was a. Uh, more simpish that stuff i was doing back then or tie on last week's but hey go suit yourself buddy I Haley, still if you listen you. to this i'll go skydiving with you because i was too big of a bitch apparently i still love you like my bro like i would never stop because you're my brother tyler i hope you're listening to this shout out big daddy big daddy's back down from sac state he's in the house big daddy's back oh mm-hmm. man what's big daddy up to uh, he's just back here chilling, talking about his his drunk roommates. Apparently, he's the sane one in the house. Crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, you should have seen the party, the rager they were throwing here on Fourth of July. You would you would understand if you I came. heard. I heard it was insane. The cops had to be called. 
it was it was bad. Oh, I mean, it was like that. Uh, it was like the Christmas book, like the night before Christmas. You know, not a not a noise can be heard, not even a mouse or Big Daddy just laughing because he's watching fucking I forget what movie that old Adam Sandler movie. Nine o'clock, laying down, watching a movie. Fourth of July, I should be partying. Oh, well, all right. Sorry, I keep getting off track. All what right. is this, trapped out of hell? <laughs> well, I I don't want to... You're, you're going to keep getting me going, buddy. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, have a good fantasy week.